Okay, say, um, this is probably the only shay, la halacha, that we give every single year. And the truth is, this was only given today because the Olam requested it. The Olam asked me during Elul, when are we doing the baby wipe shay? So, say, here we are. This is the baby wipe shay. This is what I call the world war on baby wipes. Why is it a world war? It's a very simple world war. Because the Olam are fighting in one direction... And it's pretty much like me fighting in the other direction. Well, there's a, you know, obviously there's many, many Gedolim and Rabbonim as well, as we will get to. Now, the truth of the matter is, when it comes to baby wipes, it is a very sensitive subject. People do not like to accept things that are hard for them. Okay? I'll give you an example. I gave a shir on baby wipes to a Hasidish place. There was a Hasidim there, and it was in a shtibel, whatever. A guy comes over to me after the shir, says to me, I cannot go home and tell my wife this halacha. I said, why not? So I'll be sleeping in the bathtub. There's no way that she's going to accept this from me. So there are certain halachas that what we call, they fit into like the sensitive ones, the not popular psak ones. Do you know what I mean? You know, as you learn in Shabbos generally, okay, you do bayre this way, you do toichen this way, you do bayna that way, you do bishol, mukta, whatever. All right, people are willing to hear. They want to know, right? There's certain halachas that people just don't want to hear. Right? I'll give you another example, by the way, is Shabbos elevators. People just don't want to hear. Like, oh, no, no, no. no. Don't tell me that one. Because that means they're going to have to walk up how many flights. I have no idea. So, therefore, there are certain lockers that people just don't want to really get involved in. Baby wipes is 100% one of them. You know, the marshal I always bring is, imagine, which you cannot, but imagine if you were walking on a tightrope between Twin Towers, that's cell number one, and Twin Towers, that's cell number two. I don't think any of you were Zoycha, Right? Am I right? Any, any of you went? Any of you ever by the Twin Towers? Anyone was alive? No, what was it? Asher, yeah? Yeah, you were there? You crossed over the border? No? I was there, Rabbi Sai. What can I tell you? I stood on the top of Twin Tower. I don't remember which one was open. Was it number one, number two, A, B, whatever it was? Two? Two was the one? South. South. Okay, whatever. Anyway, and I'm standing there and it's unbelievable. Imagine if you're walking on the tightrope, either you're going to fall and you presumably will die, or you won't fall and you'll live. So this is a very simple shayla. You're going to do something that's either you're going to die through skila, which is what happens when we see someone use such a thing, there is a mitzvah to kill him, you pick him up on the second floor of the mission in Sanhedrin, everyone knows, and you throw him up, and everybody claps, you make a pseudo afterwards on the old site the next year, it's going to be Gavaldic, right? Right? Lamaisa, is a mitzvah to kill a guy that died, or he won't live. Right? It really depends on the matzah. So, baby is a very sensitive subject. It's a locha that unfortunately people don't really want to hear, but I'm going to, what I'm going to do today is I'm not going to go too much into the lomdas and too many marmakomas, simply because there's a lot of practicality that I want to get to. There's a lot of um, real information and facts that I want to get to. I, I have Baruch Hashem bin Zoycha to spend a lot of time on the sugya. Uh, back in the day, I spent a lot more time. I spent time in factories. I went around to different places and spoke many hours to many technicians who work in this field for many, many years and got real information, which I felt a lot of people didn't know. And because they didn't know this information and they were missing these basic facts, they passed differently and they passed in a different way because they didn't know the facts. And then I went back and told them the facts. They were like, oh, well, if that's the case, then it's awesome. I'm like, oh, well, hello, welcome. Right? In other words, when you know, when, 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 if you want to learn halacha, so there are two parts, to many, not all, but to many. 
Hilchos, if you learn Hilchos Shachos, you're good. You're good in any case, right? You learn Hilchos Milcha, you're good, right? Um, but in many, many halachas, I'll give you one of them. Is, one of them is this one, but one of them could also be Pedikas Tolayim, for example. There could be many different types. There's the learning of the halacha that you have to know. But there's also what we call the shimush. The Gemara in Brachas Davhei, Godel Shimush Yosem Elimudai, that the shimush of Tamidich Chachomim, or the shimush in the sugya, can sometimes be even more choshev. You can know the whole sugya with all the Marimakomis, Balpeh, every mission, every achron, every, everything, every mission were cold. But if you don't know the Messias of what's going on, it's not going to help you to paskin the shayla. And often you can paskin wrong because you don't know the Messias. Okay? So that's why I don't want to spend too much time on the sugya. I'm going to try to just pinpoint the Ika Marimakomis, Ika sugyas over here. Machala, are you with me? This is very important. Okay, so Rabbi say it goes like this. We're going to start with the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Kuf Yudalef. The Gemara in Shabbos Daf Kuf Yudalef talks about a Mosuchraisa Dinuzaisa. Now, Lemaisa Baruch Hashem, I'm speaking to an Olam that knows. Right? Not always do I speak to an Olam that knows. I'm speaking to an Olam that spent a whole Elf month on learning Sugi of Dosh Bi'ir. With Zoycha to learn over here, Allah in the morning from the Gemara's. The sugyas, the rishonim, all the way to Allah Halamaisa. So the ulam understands dosh. So many of the uh, phrases and things that I'm going to say, the ulam are definitely going to understand. Okay. So mesuchraisa basically means like this. It means Raf that if you have a barrel, and this barrel, right in the olden days, how did they take wine out of a barrel? They had a faucet, a tap that was like, attached to the side. Now they would make a hole in the barrel, and they would put the faucet, the tap, inside the hole. And this way, whenever they wanted wine, they would open and close it in a very simple way. There was, a, however, a problem. A problem that, by the way, exists, Ad Hayoyim Hazer, started from the Gemara all the way until today. Right? And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes, there's a bit of a leak in between where the faucet, the tap, is going into the barrel, right? And it causes wine or water or whatever liquid that's inside to come out from the sides of the faucet. Right? You understand what I'm talking about, Ruben, right? You understand what I'm talking about? Very simple. So what do you do? So what you what they did with Zman Chazal in the in the Gemara is they took shmatas and they wrapped the shmatas around the faucet around the tap and then they would stuff it inside the hole. This was really really tight, right? If you by the way see here in Eretz Yisrael, I, I don't know if in America they have this, but here in Eretz Yisrael they have this, right? They probably do it only because they want to have to the Gemara. They want people push it to remember the Gemara, so that's why they do it. They have all these strings that you that you that you tie around, right? They have it and lock it in, right? What's it called? What's it called? It's called what? No, Loctite? Whatever it is. I'm telling you, they do it in Eretz Yisrael, Posh, because they want the items to remember the Gemara. Rabbi said, let's move on. So, the Shaila in the Gemara was that you cannot do something like that, Eli. Why can't you do that? Because these shmatas are wet. And therefore, if you take a wet shmata and you stuff it into a hole, what's going to happen? Very simple. It's going to cause schita. It's going to cause squeezing to happen. Now, we know Okay, without going into all the details. Toysfus, in Ksubas Tavzayin, many of us learn the Toysfus. Toysfus brings Rabbeinu Tam, that holds like this. What is the difference, or maybe better, what is the definition between Dosh and Malabin? Malabin means to clean, and Dosh means literally threshing. What's the difference? So the de- general idea is, and Toysfus says this, and this is how we paskin, is that like this. Malabin means I'm cleaning something. When I clean something, just like in a washing machine, the last stage is the spinning. What's the spinning doing? It's squeezing out all of the fabrics, that the begodim, the clothing that's inside the machine, 
getting out all the liquid. Now, do you want the liquid? No. Do you need it? No. I need it out. Because that automatically cleans the bagot, because with it comes all the garbage and the dirt and everything else that's inside and absorbed inside the fabric. So therefore, says Tosfus, very simple. Says Tosfus like this, so by side. Says Tosfus. Tosfus says, if you need the liquid, that is dosh. Because the definition of dosh is that I squeeze, let's take something practical like we were doing last month, you're taking an orange or a lemon and you're squeezing it onto a salmon. I need the liquid. When I need the liquid, that's dosh. When I don't need the liquid, that's my lovin'. Beautiful. So therefore, according to that, according to that mahalach, it will come out that we're dealing with not a shayla of malabin, no one's cleaning a baby wipe, no one's cleaning anything like that, they're, they're using the cleaning the baby. So that will be a shayla of dosh. Okay, so now we know we're dealing with a shayla of dosh. By the way, there is a very simple shulchan aruch and seven shinchov, where the shulchan aruch paskins very simply, right, he talks about this gemara that we just learned, and the shulchan aruch talks about this idea, and talks about the how careful you have to be not to stuff the tap, the faucet, into the barrel when it's got a shmata around it, because it is going to cause the liquid that is absorbed in the fabric to come out, even though you don't need it, but of course, a person has to be careful. Now, let's move on to a couple of sugyas. First of all, like this. There's a Gemara in Shabbos of Ayin, Hayim, and Aleph. The Gemara in Shabbos of Ayin, Hayim, and Aleph tells us, Since we're dealing with the Shailir of Doj, we're not dealing with Malach, because we need the liquid. That means, the only way to be of Doj is if you have Gedulei Karka. Zachariah. Gedulei means that you're using materials that grew in the ground. If they are synthetic, then that would not be a Da'araisa. I repeat, that will not be a Da'araisa. What does that mean? Life is looking at me and saying, he knows what it means. Life knows that. Of Avad, it's a Da'arabunan, yo. Yeah? What does that mean? Ah! A Da'arabunan! No! Right? The Da'arabunan fire is also very, very hot. Okay? Rabbi Isai. So a Da'araisa, maybe it wouldn't be if it's not Gedulei Karaka. Right? If it's Gedulei Karaka, it's for sure Da'araisa. If it's not Gedulei Karaka, say no. So maybe it'll be a Da'arabunan. Ah, boiling. Maybe they're not going to burn you to a crisp, but almost there. Okay? That's number one. Number two, Rabbi Sai. Holichli Ibud. We know a sugar in Dosh. That if it's, again, Rabbi said we can spend hours and hours on every single one of these sugars, but I'm just trying to crunch it down and put it into practicality. Yes, if you're with me. Holichli Ibud means what? If the liquid that's being squeezed is Holichli Ibud, it's going to waste. No one's using it, right? Those of you that have discussed with me the shayla of using the hot, the water, the uh, the filter water tapper that we have over here on Shabbos, right? I don't remember the sugya. I'm not going to go into it now. But we said to many, if you want to switch it on, let the first water go to Ibud, and then continue, right, Shlomi? And then continue using it, right? It's a sugya now in Hilchas Boira, which we're not going into. Maybe this Monday, Izzah, Shem, we'll talk about it. But I'll come upon him. Therefore, Holech Ibud makes it into Malacha Sheinit Suikha Meaning, if Dosh means that I need the liquid, if the liquid is going to waste, then it's not a Doraisa. It's a Malacha Sheinit Suikha Lugufa. Right? In the Mishkan, every Malacha was done, Lugufa of the Malacha. Here it's not done because I don't need the liquid. Elio, are you with me so far? Kavaldi. Moving on. Moving on. A toothbrush, everyone knows. 
and this is a double portion ad ma'if, that you can't brush your teeth on Shabbos Kodesh. This everyone knows, right? This avada. Now, the question is, the Oilam asked, why? Oh, because the toothpaste. No, no, Shaykhaz. Without toothpaste, huh? Oh, because you can make my gums bleed. No, not because of that. I mean, also because of that, obviously. But not, it's not the Ica reason. One of the Ica reasons why you can't use your toothbrush in a regular way is because of schita. What's schita? This is, there's hairs, bristles on the toothbrush. There's no, there's no beggar, there's no garment, there's no squeezing being done. The answer is, says the Rambam, something called Schitas Cyrus. As I state in Rambam, the Schitas Cyrus means that when you have hair that gets wet, right, which, which could happen on Shabbos Kodesh, and you squeeze it, and the liquid comes out of your hair, that's called Schitas Cyrus, it's a drabonon, which is why you cannot use a toothbrush in a regular way, right? Obviously, if it's dry, it's something else, but if it's wet, you squeeze the liquid that's trapped between the bristles, and that is going to be problematic, okay? So therefore, Schitas Cyrus is also an Issa Durabonon in this case. Now, moving on. Rabbi said so we'll take all questions after this, because we've got too much to cover in one small amount of time. Lefizeh. If we go to the sugya of a baby wipe, Right? Again, I, I skipped quite a few things simply because it could take hours and hours to go through every sugar and understand it. But let's just, let's, let's try to sum it up and understand what we're talking about. If we take a baby wipe, Lemaisa, number one, let's, you know what, let's go like this. Right? We go with Das Torah. This is how a Yid runs his life. We go by our Gedolim. We look at our Gedolim to see what they do, to see what they say, to see what they paskin, and you didn't go with Das Torah. That's how we live our lives, that's how we should live our lives. We look at Das Torah, we look at our Gedolim, our Manhigim, our Tzadikim, and we say, this is what we do. They tell us what to do, yes to vote, not to vote, we listen to Gedolim, that's what we do, right? We listen to Gedolim, we're, we're bottled ass to our Gedolim, we don't understand, the Gedolim do, and we listen to them. So let's look at the Das Gedolim. What do the Gedolim do, who were baki b'cholat Torah kula, back to front, every sheet of Rishonim v'achronim, they were baki in, what do they say about baby wipes? And then we'll talk a little bit about what the other people say. Okay? So, I'm just going to give you a list of a few. For those of you that are writing it down, next time you get confronted with a shayla and you want to take out your piece of paper, write it down and say, hold on a minute, I want to tell you who said it's Asa. Here we go, Rabbi. See, ready for this? The I'm not going to give you every Marmokomis. If you want Marmokomis, um, then, then, then just get hold of me and just write, write it down or send me an email, office at bestofit.com. Let's go. Minchas Yitzchak, the Bear Moshe, the Heiliger Debit in the Rome, the Ebony Soda and Fisher, Rabbi Yashiv, I also have, which I left in my office right now, is a letter from Das of Rav Zalman, of Rav Vazna, of Rav Nissen Karelitz, and Rav Chaim Kalieski. On one piece of paper, I have Rav Scheinberg's own tshuva as well. Rav Scheinberg, by the way, was a very, very big maker in many things. Uh, over here, I have his own tshuva that he wrote himself, typewriter himself, and the old typewriters. And Lamaisa, he writes over here, no shaila whatsoever, that we're dealing with the Dorisa without any shaila. Why are we dealing with the Dorisa? That's a good question. First of all, Rav Shemiz Alman, people challenge me, say, oh, I heard Rav Shemiz Alman was maker. So I asked his son, I thought, who better? Rav Shemiz Alman's son knows his father, right? He knows the Heiliger Tatus Psat. So I asked, I go in a godel with his own Ovashlita. I said, never. What do we do? Vuzuk the Tata. What do Rav Shemiz Alman hold? Asa, that's what he told me. So that's what the Tata told him. Shemazalman, by the way, for those of you that are, you know, know Psak, Shemazalman was very makele and Shabbos also, by the way. Very makele and Shabbos. Very makele and Shabbos. Right? But over here, Rav told me clearly that he held that way, that it's giving me Now, the ones that hold it in Issa Daraisa, that hold it Asa, we're dealing with the Daraisa. They hold that your Chayim Skila, it's an Issa Daraisa. Mamash, okay? Now, there are those 
that's saying, what do you mean? He holds its motor, he holds its motor. I want to say a few things. First of all, this business of he holds its motor, be very careful. Because I myself have gone over to Rabonim, who I have been told, apparently are Makel, gone over to them and said, I heard you're Makel. And they're like, what? I never said that. So boom. So there, before you come along and say he holds, it's one thing. Second of all, even if you'll find some of the Rabonim, 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 that say it's Muta, we have Das Hagedole Hador, who know Kolaterukuloi, who hold that it's Asa, and not only is Asa, it's Asa Daraisa. Oh, you know what, I have an answer for you. This coming Sukkot, not so long to go, I'm going to give you an Esrug, a beautiful Esrug. Ah, oh, that shiny giddle, obviously, for Shetzuk with the Pitzum. Of a Za Esrug, my, a met Esrug like this, first day, Lakachtum Lachem, Priyat Hadra, first day, Daraisa, Heilikabadichva, he's up by Nate's already, Halishing to do the mitzvah, Kamalvik! But I'm gonna tell you, that most Gedolim Paskin on this, they saw this Esrug, they're all Paskin that it's possible. It's a possible Esrug. I did find a couple of Rabbonim that say it's okay. Who's gonna be comfortable using that Esrug? No, but there's a few Rabbonim that say it's okay. That's how Gedolim said it's possible! No, one person who's much of a good mitzvah, who understands the mitzvah, is gonna be comfortable using such Esrug. Because if you were him, say it's okay. They're gonna say, oh, oh, and at least I'm gonna use another one because I, I don't know. Here we're dealing with a shayla, which could daily adore a paskin as an isadoraisa. Yeah, but that Rob said it's okay. I don't care what that Rob says. Did he go to the factory? Does he know what's going on? I want to tell you a few facts from myself, but we have to mummish finish. There are a few swaras that people say. Swaras that people say that why it's okay. For example, uh, very quickly, one swara that people say, oh, Shita is only on the Zion Mashkin. Right? But there is such a thing. Go through the Gemara, you see it. I, I had a quick, a simple question for this Rob who told me this. So I just have a very small question. The Gedole Hadar, who knew Shas, Poiskin, Mishonim, and Achonim, Balper, they didn't cut that, I guess. I guess they didn't realize that part of the Gemara. They must have skipped that part. Which is why, you know, you hold this water, but none of them even use that Svara to be make a Right? So, I don't know exactly about that. That's one Svara. There's another Svara, by the way. Okay, and this is important to mention. And that is, oh, the liquid is not absorbed inside. Okay, so I, I brought, this is a, by the way, this is a, a brand new package. Right? People often sometimes accuse me of, you know, you know, uh, here's what I prepared earlier. Yeah, you spilled liquid in it before. This is a brand new package. It's never been opened before. I made sure my kids, I'm opening it for the very first time. And I'm going to take the top one. Because as we know, the liquid always goes down, right? So I'm taking the top one, which means the top one is probably the least, least liquidy than all of them. I'm going to take it just to give you an idea. Um, I'm going to fold it up just simply to make it easier. We could do this uh, in a different way. But just to show you, Rabbi, so this is the top one of a brand new package, right? Right, now that, that's, that's quite, that's, that's quite a lot of liquid, by the way. That's quite a lot of liquid. So people say, no, it's not absorbed inside, it's resting on the top. Oh, that's so cute. I'll tell you why. Let's say you take one, right? The truth is, we could do it now, hey. Let's do it right now. Let's take one over here, like this. Take any tissue, yeah? You could try this one at home. And put it on top. If it's true, if it's true, that the liquid is, is not absorbed, it's resting on the top, that according to this, and again, you can try this as many times as you want, you don't have to do it now, it should become soaked with liquid. Now, I spoke to a technician, I spent a long time in Ashkelon, in the factory, which is one of the third biggest factories of baby white production in the world. They ship to all over the world as well, and make all different companies. And they told me that the liquid is absolutely not absorbed, um, it's not resting on the top, it is absolutely inside, that's part of the lambdas, right? Which is what I tried, and I'm in the middle, 
Um, and every single time I get a share, I get emails from people like, you know, can I sponsor to make my own baby wipe, which will be Lekule Alma, according to every single rov in the world. We try. We actually made a test run. I was there when the factory made the very first test run. I actually even have, in my office, I have some of the first baby wipes that were made. We tried a whole different mahalach, whatever. It didn't work according to how I wanted to, which is why we stopped it. And then Yeshiva opened, and then, as they say, the rest is history. But in Mitzvah one day we'll get to it and we'll do it, right? But it's definitely not absorbed on the top, that's for sure. People come along and say, oh, it's synthetic. It's not Gidule Karka. So two questions. Number one, that would make it a Durabonon. That doesn't make it Mutta. Right? And number two, again, I, I took out from the machine. They let me. I asked permission. But as the machine was going and they were making the baby wipes, I asked them, can I steal some of the material that's going in the machine? They said, sure. So they gave me two different parts. One is the Gidule Karka one. And one is the synthetic. If you want to see later, you'll see the difference between them. That obviously the Gedule Karaka one is much softer, much more gishmak. The synthetic one is, it's soft, but it's definitely not as soft as the real one. And they told me clearly, and this is again, they produce every single company that you would ever hear of or use. And they ship all over the world. They're the third, third biggest um, producer of baby wipes in the entire world. Right here in Ashkelon. You just realize you don't see that in, a, in, a, in America. They won't let the made in Israel. For different reasons that we're not going into now. Obviously, right, Levy? Right, okay. So they told me that most, most, if not over 90% of baby wipes have to have Gedule Karaka materials inside it. Otherwise, it would block the machine. There has to be a mix. The better the baby wipes, the more Gedule Karaka it has. The more Shvach, the cheaper the make that you buy, the less Gedule Karaka. But it has to contain Gedule Karaka. Right, for example, there was an advert in a, one of these magazines. I was going to say kosher magazines, I don't know. There was one, there was an advert in one of these magazines, and it was an advert for a kosher for Shabbos baby wipe, right? Mutalish Tamesh for Shabbat. You're allowed to use it on Shabbos. So, you know, most people look and say, oh, that's great, let's buy it. What did I do? I called them up and said, send me the heksha. Why? Because on the advertisement, they just put like a little, you know, they put like a part of the heksha for some convenient reason. It's folded up in the side. You know, it's one of those heksham that are like folded up, and they just show you the top of the first few words. Like, give me the whole thing. So they sent me the whole thing. Actually, I have it over here. They sent me the whole heksha over here. But it's mutalish Tamesh for baby wipes. I'm like, it's a ganzazach, which they did didn't put in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the magazine, obviously, right? And it says over there, to be careful, you used to be at a time, you're careful not to push. A bunch of tenoyim, and it doesn't say that on the baby white package, it just says you're allowed to use it on Shabbos, right? Which even the Rav who gives it the Hersha doesn't give it the Hersha in the regular way. A person has to be careful. I remember a Maisa Shahira, by say. This is this Maisa Shahira. I was in, it happens sometimes, what can I do? I was in Manchester. And the Maisa, I was, this is going back years ago, right? So say, there's a Shabbos morning, Rabbi, say, Shabbos morning, somebody knocks on the door. And one of my little kids, this was years ago, one of my little kids opens the door. They say, what do you need? We'd like to borrow a packet of baby wipes. They got the wrong family. My kid said, we keep Shabbos in this house. Slam the door. Okay, that's what happened. Maisa, Shahai, Rabbi, say. I must tell you as well, a few Maisas, this is, this is Rabbi Yisrael, I had these on email, and I can give you the name of the number of it happened to. A fellow says to me like this, after hearing the shares, this is going back a few years ago, he says to me, I don't know what to do, I was just about, by the way, when people call me to have, they say, Baruch Hashem, I had a baby, Baruch Hashem, Gavaldik, so I said, just remember, first Shabbos Kodesh, that your, your baby is born, you want to make sure your, your baby keeps Shabbos, right? Atol Bincha, right? So therefore, just don't use baby, that's one of the first things I say when you, you Mitzvah Shem, when you call to say you had a baby, don't use baby, but you guys don't have to say anyway, so I don't care. Anyway, so this guy was telling me, he says, well, I don't know what to do. My baby can nine no horror. 
I need to use baby wipes on Shabbos, right? It goes all over the place. The clothing is dirty. The, 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 you can't imagine. We have to change the sheets of the, of the, of the bed. I, I can't. What can I do? I said, because of the baby wipes, you'll see. Because of Shemir Shabbos, you'll see. She said, you know what? I'm going to try it. It's the first Shabbos of the baby's life, right? When he tells me after the baby had made, can I know her? He had to use it. So the Maisei tells me after Shabbos, Maisei Shoya. The first Shabbos was the first day. The baby's been born almost for a whole week. First time the baby didn't make anything. He didn't have to use anything whatsoever because he was makabal on himself not to use baby wipes. It's a mice shahi that happened. Okay? There was another mice with an adult that used baby wipes during the week. I made in Yovin Why? And the mice, he, he said to me very clearly, he said to me, I can't, I have to, it bleeds, it's very hard, it's painful, whatever. I have to use baby wipes. I said, be makabal. Right? Be makabal on yourself. Zuchos of Shabbos, Shmiri Shabbos. Right? Told me after Shabbos, went away. I'm just telling you mices that came out from Mishurim over the years, okay? You have to remember, Rabbi Sai, that, that Gedas HaGadoli Hador, who knew the sugya, who knew everything, said that it should not be used. Are the Rabbonim that say it's okay? Yeah, maybe there are a few Rabbonim. I don't know if they know the Mitzvah of how much Gedule Karka is in it, and they think it's just synthetic. I've also had people come along and say, it's Heilech Leibud! I don't need the liquid! Shaita, I say! Did you ever change a baby? No, my wife does it. Ah, that's why you don't know. Go change the baby and tell me you don't need the liquid. If anyone comes along and says, I don't need the liquid when I use the baby wipe, that's ridiculous, because why don't you use your regular tissue then? The answer is you're using your baby wipe because you want the liquid. It's not holy chleib because it takes off the garbage, it takes off the dirt from the baby. So it's not holy chleib. So here we have, we have a situation of a baby wipe where it's got absorbed material. Most of it is gedule karka, ain't disha elephant gedule karka. It's nichalei, I want it. It's a psikreshut, what are going to happen? You've got alamoilers that can cause someone to get a chayim skila. Mitzvah to kill the guy. Haloli. Rabbi Sa, of course, there are sanitarium. For example, I always tell people, when they ask, how am I meant to change my baby? Very simple. They have a spray. I was in Monsi for Shabbos one time, Baruch Hashem, it was a beautiful Shabbos there, and uh, the creator of one of the sprays was there, he was all excited when he met me, so he gave me a whole bunch to take back, they have these beautiful sprays, they sell it here in Israel. they sell it in America as well, you spray the baby, use regular tissues, take it off, it works just as good, Baruch Hashem, there are some that hold, which I hear as well, that if you spray the baby a lot, then maybe you can use a regular baby wipe, because the mice that I don't need the liquid that's absorbed inside, I'm using that which is outside, if you spray the baby a lot, you've got to be very careful, then there is a mocking for that. And of course, if you dry out the baby wipe, which Shambek wrote clearly in the tshuva, and it's not really wet anymore, it's not to then for sure that will be a hetu as well. But Rabbi Sai, we have to make sure that we want to machanach our children in the, right, in the right way. We also want to make sure that our children are not the cause, right? The Mishnah Shabbos talks about this is why women that die during childbirth, they're not the cause of Chilol Shabbos. We should know understood all passing that it's asa and we should try as much as we can to recover ourselves the schos of Shmir Shabbos which gives us all the bracha in our lives have a wonderful and beautiful day